You are now listening to True Happiness from Yahweh taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website to listen to more messages like this one and subscribe to our newsletter at BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Good afternoon. I want to welcome you all to Bethel House of Truth this Sunday service. Praise be to Yahweh and Yeshua in the highest. Amen. So let's get right into this. Let's get right into this. True happiness from Yahweh. What is true happiness? True happiness. It takes strength to to gain happiness. It takes a lot of strength. It takes strength, wisdom, understanding, power, the whole nine yards. Um, But I have something that's written and I also have a prayer before I even begin this message. We all want to be happy, but sometimes trying to find happiness can be a struggle. Oftentimes we search for it in all the wrong places or ways when the answer is much simpler than anything else. The answer is always God. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Psalms 144.15 Scripture guides us to true happiness through knowing His promises and God's Word. Now I just want to say a quick prayer. Lord, I long to know and experience happiness in my life. I'm not talking about shallow pleasures. Those come and go. And the wrong kind leave us empty and unfulfilled. The happiness I desire is so much more than skin deep. It's bigger than my circumstances and larger than my emotions. I want the kind of happiness that trusts you, obeys you, and follows you regardless of where the path leads me. Amen. Amen. It's extremely important that you um, understand happiness. It really is. Happiness without... God is a problem. It's a serious, serious problem. It really is. It's a problem. So we're going to start in John, John 16. Most people, when they, when they talk to God and when they pray to God, they skip right over asking God for happiness. Lord, I want to be happy. Instead, they ask for the simple things of life. A car, a home, a, um, more money, friends, a man, a woman. The simple things in life, the things that really don't matter, the things that don't make you happy. I call those things gravy. I call those things gravy. They're just gravy on top of my life, okay? A car, a home, a money, um, credit, what else? Just those simple things. They're simple. They're very, very simple. Companionship, very simple things. But true happiness comes from Jesus Christ. We're going to explore these things today. John 16, 24. John 16, 24. One verse. One verse. John 16, 24. And it reads, Christ speaking to his disciples, Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. You got to understand that God wants us happy. He wants us to be happy, but not just happy in the way of a car or a home or um, money or credit or companionship those things are gravy they're gravy like i said he wants us to be happy within because you can have all those things and still be unhappy amen you really can't and that's a problem it really is so he's saying ask but don't ask for shallow things when you ask for shallow things you're going to have shallow things okay but you won't be happy you just won't be happy but when you ask ask in faith ask in knowing that um you're not going to consume it upon your lust don't ask amiss people who ask for those 
type of things ask amiss. Ask amiss. And it will be, um, you're going to have a problem. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 2. Right after Proverbs, verse 24. I want you to see this. I call cars, homes, credit, um, money, companionship. All these things are gravy. And I call them gravy because we have access to get these things on our own. Amen. There's no reason for you to be praying, God, I need a car. Please, Lord, bless me with a car. Lord, bless me with a home, Lord. Unless it's circumstantial, Lord, then you really need it. Then you can talk to God about it. You know what I mean? But if if you're doing okay, that's something that you can obtain on your own. Amen? Don't make your prayers about shallow things because you'll never be happy at all. Solomon speaks here, the wisest man to ever live besides Jesus Christ. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 24. There is nothing better for a man or a woman than that he should or she should eat and drink and that he or she should make his or her soul enjoy good in his labor and her labor. This also I saw and it was from the hand of God. What's Solomon saying here? He's saying that if you can work for it, enjoy it. Amen. If you can work for it, enjoy it. That's exactly what he's saying here. 25. For who can eat or who else can hasten hereunto more than I? Solomon's saying, I'm the richest man to ever live. And he still is the richest man to ever live. Okay? The richest man to ever live was Solomon. There's no one richer than Solomon. He was a multi trillionaire. Okay? God blessed him that way. He had money on top of money, on top of money, on top of money, on top of money. He said, Who could enjoy life more than I can? For God giveth. To a man or a woman that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner he giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. This also is vanity and vexation of the spirit. That's what, that's what people live for. I want you to see something here. God gives us everything we need to be happy, but he will not give you the ability to be happy. Okay? That comes from you. Amen? That comes from you. He gives the ability to make as much money as you want to make. Okay? But money ain't everything. Amen? He gives the ability to have someone, to have companionship, but that ain't always what it's cracked up to be. Amen? Because it ain't always right. He gives us the ability to have everything that we want in life, but to be happy, you got to go a little bit deeper. You have to go a little bit deeper in life and thought, and prayer, and wisdom, and understanding. Amen? You have to go deeper. And if you don't, you just shalalalo. Very, very shallow. Amen? And if you're shalalalo, that's a problem. It's a huge problem. He's not going to just make you be happy. Okay? He shows us how to be happy. We must execute and not be lazy. Okay? And not be lazy. It's on you. Lord, why am I not happy? You're not happy because you're not happy. That's why you're not happy. You're not happy. If you complain all the time, you're not happy because all you do is complain. Right? That's why you're not happy. It's a problem. Psalms 37. Try looking on the bright side. Okay? <laughs> Try looking on the bright side of situations. If there is a bright side. But you can always make a bright side. Amen? Go on the bright side. True happiness. From Yahweh. We'll learn about you, a lot about yourself today. Psalms 37, 1 through 9 is what we're doing. And it reads, verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Meaning, if you see someone in the world and they have what you desire, don't be envious of that person. If, why are you zealous 
or envious of a drug dealer? Why are you envious of someone who's a, a rapper, an ex-rapper, bad person, bad boy, turned actor, or turned celebrity? No one cares. No one cares. You shouldn't be envious or jealous against someone who works iniquity. Amen? For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. This, this is funny because God's saying to you, be patient. It takes strength to have happiness. It takes strength to have happiness. You can't just wake up and be like, okay, everything's going to go right today. Blah, 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 blah. That ain't how it works. That's not how life works at all. I don't care if you are a Christian. That's not how life works. Life comes with challenges. It comes with people who want to challenge you. It comes with the devil, okay, who will rear his ugly head whenever he can. Amen? And you have to understand that. But you have to work around all that in the name of Jesus Christ. So don't be angry if someone that does you pain and you know they don't deserve much of nothing if they have everything that you desire. Don't be angry, okay? Because they will be mowed down shortly. Amen? You have to understand that. Don't sit in anger. They'll be like, how come this thing working for me? How come? Because you're dwelling on the negative. You're dwelling on the bad. Why? Trust in the Lord, Yahweh, and do good. Here you go. Trust in the Lord. So no matter what you see, no matter how many people's prospering before you, he's saying trust in the Lord. It's a mind shift. It's a mind shift. It really is. Trust in the Lord, Yahweh, and do good, so shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed by Yahweh's hand. Period. You will be fed by his hand. Verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, Yahweh, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. I know that to be true. Delight yourself, meaning give all your attention to Yahweh's ways and learn of him truly. Not, not fake learn, but truly learn of him. Delight all your ways into God. To Jesus Christ, into the truth. Then you will find happiness and joy and of mind. Because Yahweh will give it to you. He will give you your heart's desire. But there's something you must do first. Five, commit thy way unto the Lord Yahweh. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Facts on top of facts on top of facts. The word commit here is to pledge or bind oneself to a course or a way of life. Christianity is not the religion, it's a way of life. Amen? Amen? It truly is. And without ever leaving or straying away. Don't stray away. You want happiness? Don't stray away. You want peace? Don't stray away. You want joy? Don't stray away. We live a long life. Do we not? We live a very long life. Well, some people call it short. Okay? But the average life today is 90. Okay? It's 90. It's because of technology and medicine and all that. It's 90 years old. That's a long time, right? So think about from when you were born to when you can actually start to think for yourself. From where you left your mom and your dad and you became independent on your own. All the way up until right now. Amen. Think about that for a second. And think about how long ago that was. Right? And then think about your other half of your life. Think about that for a second. Right? Well, this part of my life was good. I did whatever the heck I wanted to do. Okay? Well, this part of your life caused you to be a little different. It needs you to be a little different in this part of your life. How many people can do that, right? How many people can be a little different? Got to commit. Verse 6. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light. Light comes every day, does it not? And thy judgment as the noonday. When you commit to Yahweh, he will have you doing things that's unexpected in your life. He will be like, I never thought I would do this. I never thought my life would bring this. 
in my life, a greater purpose for my life. When you have God's back, he has your back. Completely. And that's the truth. Seven. Rest in the Lord Yahweh and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him or her who prospereth in his way. Don't worry about them. Don't worry. Stop worrying about what other people have. Don't worry about that. You can't be happy that way. You're always going to be worrying about what someone else has. Think about what you do have. Know what you have. Understand what's before you. Amen? You're messing your happiness up. Seven again. Rest in the Lord Yahweh and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him or her who prospereth in his or her way. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Don't worry about the wicked people of the world. Family people who are not of God, but they have a better car than you. Or they have more money than you or they have greater credit than you. There's a game you got to play. There is a game you must play. Okay? In order to have good credit, it just don't pop out of the sky. You got to play the game. Amen? That's the truth. In order to have things in life, you gotta play the game. Amen? You have to discipline yourself and play the game. You wanna be happy? Discipline yourself. Okay? You want things, you want gravy? Discipline yourself. But what you putting that gravy on? What you putting that gravy on? If if you don't have something to put the gravy on, the gravy's just gonna go like this. It's gonna go everywhere. You really ain't got it. You're wasting your time. Watch this. Cease from anger. And forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Do not do evil. Do not turn to what you hate. Amen. Don't turn to what you hate. You hear what I'm saying? Don't turn to what you hate. If you got a problem with someone, right? And it's because they're who they are. Right? Don't turn to what you're like. When are they going to get theirs? Don't turn to what you hate. Amen. Hear what I'm saying? It's the worst thing you possibly can do. Verse 9 close this chapter. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord Yahweh shall inherit the earth. Period. And what comes with inheriting anything from God? Happiness, joy, peace, much peace. Listen, we as Yahweh's elect are seeking true happiness, not just for the moment happiness. People love for the moment happiness. They love um, moment happiness. No one cares about moment. I'm a futurist. I am a futurist. So I don't live in the moment at all. At all. I live past the moment. Literally. Anybody will tell you that know me. I live past the moment. Now, there's nothing wrong with living in the moment. But if you're just living for the moment, what about your other half of your life? What about that? I'll get there when I get there. When you get there, it's too late. Amen? It's pretty much too late. Pretty much too late. Don't live for the moment things. Don't live for the moment happiness. We seek happiness from Yahweh. That rest for our minds and our lives. The happiness that causes our flesh to shut up and our spirit to take control and surrendering to the spirit of Yahweh so we can have true happiness. True happiness. If, if your mind is all jumbled up and you're thinking things and you got this going on and you got that going on, ain't no happiness inside of you at all. A lot of confusion, a lot of panic, a lot of stress. It's a problem. It's a huge problem. It's called Isaiah 12. You might put your fingers, but you need to know who you are. Isaiah 12, a very short chapter. I'm going to read the whole thing. Isaiah 12, 1. And in that day, thou shalt say, O Lord Yahweh, I will praise thee, though thou was angry with me, because I've sinned. 
Thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Listen now. Let me explain something to you. This is how we ought to be. This is how we ought to be. We shouldn't. Let me read to it now. I'll explain. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Yahweh is Jehovah, but there's no J in the Hebrew alphabet, so that's wrong. It's a, it's a bad, bad mistake. It is Yahweh, Yahweh, for double emphasis. I'm going to read it again. Two, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Yahweh, Yahweh is my strength. That's twice for emphasis. And my song, he also is become my salvation. What is God saying here? What is Isaiah saying here? He's saying, even though I sinned and then asked for forgiveness, you removed my sin and took away your anger. Then you comforted me. And I brought and it brought happiness to me, to my spirit. Lord, you have become my true salvation, my redeemer of life, my redeemer of happiness. Because you know you lose your happiness a lot during the day. You can lose it a lot during the day. Okay? You can lose it a lot during a regular week. You can lose it a lot within 24 hours and 12 hours. You can lose your happiness. You need to get it back. Amen? You need to get it back. My redeemer for life, my redeemer for every situation, my redeemer from myself. It's important. Self will steal your happiness. Your pride, your 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 selfishness will steal your happiness because it always puts you back in in the line of not receiving what God wants to give you because you're selfish. Does that make sense? And we praise you for getting us through the storm, the storm of self. The self-inflicted wounds. That's what I'm speaking of here. Okay? The self-inflicted wounds we, that we put on ourselves, Which renders our happiness to go. Okay? That's the problem. The joy killers that take our happiness and our clear-mindedness away from you. It's really sad. It's really, really sad. And I want you to see that. It's important. God wants to comfort you. He wants to love you. He will forgive you. And if you get into it with someone, let it go. Because when you don't let things go, it, it steals your happiness. And I don't want your happiness to be stolen. And I know it takes time to heal. And I know it takes time to, to um, be able to rethink. It takes strength to be able to rethink. It takes strength to be able to put it in the next gear. It takes strength to do all these things. But... It takes strength to keep your happiness. Don't let Satan steal your happiness. We always talk about your joy, your joy, your joy. You can't have joy unless you have happiness. Do you know that? You cannot have joy unless you have happiness. And you can't have happiness or joy unless you have a peace of mind. I'm just speaking to the choir. Here we go. Three. <laughs> Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. This is beautiful. With joy and happiness. You ever do something so happily, huh, with so much joy? With joy and happiness, we can draw waters out of the wells of salvation. The well of salvation is Jesus Christ. It takes pure trust in God and Christ. It takes pure concentration to be brilliant in Jesus Christ. Listen to what I'm saying to you. It takes pure concentration to be brilliant in Jesus Christ. It does. Because what it means is you have to literally release 
everything that's going on inside of your mind, every argument, every fuss, every judgment, every condemnation, every bad feeling, bad emotion, every everything that steals your happiness. You have to release it all. You have to release it all in order that you can concentrate so you can begin to draw water from the well of salvation. And I'm telling you the truth. It takes total concentration. It takes brilliance to let the brilliance that God has inside of you, which no one could see if you're always unhappy, okay? Which no one can see if you're always unhappy. If you're always unhappy, you can't show the brilliance that you are in Jesus Christ. Amen? That's the problem. Happiness is extremely important to be brilliant in Christ Jesus, to let Yahweh's great greatness lead and guide us. We can't show forth the true beauty of Yahweh's happiness in our lives if we're distracted by self, by pride, by fear, by jealousy, by hate, by worry. I just told you, I just ran down Psalms 37 again. But all those things, if you're distracted, you can't show the greatness of God in your life. You can't show the happiness that comes with being a Christian if you're distracted like that. Verse 4, And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord Yahweh. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. The happiness you feel makes us praise and exalt Yahweh. You hear that? This is why, when, when it says here in verse 4, In that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord Yahweh, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people. This is why when God does something good for me, I share what he does for me. Because I can't, sometimes I can't contain it. I just can't. Because I'm so happy. And a lot of the times, it's a future um, praise to God because I'm praising him for something that he's about to do. Amen. Happiness you feel makes us praise and exalt Yahweh. So when people don't praise, I know you're not, you're not happy. I know you're not exalting God the way you're supposed to. Amen. Isaiah 12 verse 5. Sing unto the Lord Yahweh for he have done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. When your happiness is full, you can't hold back. It's a form of praising Yahweh when you make mention to the people the goodness of God when you exalt his name. It's a form of praise. Hear what it just said here. It's a form of praise. Six. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitants of Zion, his favorite place for his favorite people. He has no favorites. <laughs> well. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. This is called your happy this turns to thanksgiving. It's not pride. It's not boasting. It's happiness turning to thanksgiving. Amen? Mm -hmm. So when someone says, God did something for me that was so wonderful. He fulfilled a promise from his word on me. And it's so wonderful. Right? And when you say what he did to the people, it's not bragging. It's not boasting. It's not pridefulness. What it is is thanksgiving to God. That's exactly what it is. Those people who think that it's bragging or boasting, they have no happiness. And that's their problem because they're still waiting on whatever they're waiting on. And that's a problem for them. Oh well. 2 Corinthians 12. Alright, so we have 2 Corinthians 12 verse 7 and it reads, Unless I should be exalted above measure, 
This is Paul speaking of the thorn that he has in his side from God, okay? Everyone don't have a thorn in their side, okay? Now, you gotta be guys that like to have a thorn in your side. God puts it there for a reason. Seven. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation, through all the knowledge that God has given him, okay? Through all the knowledge that God has given him. You gotta have something wrong with you, right? Amen? You gotta have something wrong with you, right? There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure, lest I should be so prideful because I have so much knowledge, so much wisdom, so much understanding, the spirit is just on me strong. I begin to think I know it all. And I begin to forget that I am human. So God allows Satan to go. Mm -mm. You're still flesh. You're still flesh, bro. You're still flesh. This is true. For this thing, I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. That's beautiful. Let me tell you why it's so beautiful. It's beautiful because God's saying that I allow you to go through what, what you go through because I've given you so much so that you don't get the big head, so that you don't lose focus on what I need you to do. Amen. My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. You can't boast about your weaknesses, okay? But you can boast about the grace that God gives because it makes God, it makes God, it glorifies God. Amen? When you mess up and you go back to God in the name of Jesus Christ, it glorifies God. Watch this. So, so um, Paul just got something. No, he he just has a, a um, Satan buffing at him for the rest of his life. God says, "I'm not taking it away, at all." Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Yep, I fall short. That's what he's saying. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Do you understand that? Well, I thought. God wanted us to be happy. If we're in sin, how are we happy? Paul's not in sin. Paul's not a habitual sinner. Paul's a repenter. Amen? So if Paul's a repenter, and he's repenting of this one thing constantly, not constant, but it always gets him, this one thing that he just can't shake, it glorifies God, but then the power of God's grace, his mercy, his salvation, Paul's constantly dipping and taking from that well of salvation. Amen. So you understand what he's saying here? Am I teaching it correctly to you? I pray to God that I am. Because it's from the Spirit. That Christ may rest upon me. That he may rest upon me. And that brings in the true happiness. Amen. Watch this. Therefore, I take pleasure in affirmities and reproaches, in necessity, in persecution, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong, because it glorifies God. I need him. I call on him. He makes me strong. I forget about it. It's over. Amen? Most, most people can't do that. I want you to understand. Most human beings, Christian or not, they can't do that. They cannot do that. You have to. So I'm, I'm trying to teach you how to have happiness in Christ. Pure happiness. 11 to close this chapter. I am become a fool in glorying. Ye have compelled me, for I ought to have been 
condemned of you, for in nothing I am behind the very cheekest apostle, though I be nothing. Paul always thought of himself as the lowest apostle when he wasn't at all. He always thought of himself as the least apostle behind all the apostles when he was the most educated apostle. Okay? The most educated apostle. And he had a greater commission than all the apostles. Paul. You have to understand this. I want you to listen to Paul here, what he said. He's saying, I have a weakness. I asked Yahweh to remove it from me. Yahweh said to him, my grace is more than enough. It is sufficient. It is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. For when you sin, Yahweh great grace strengthens us. Yahweh puts us back together again. So there's no place for pride or shame. Okay? Or arrogance. It is Yahweh that takes away all of our shame. That comes from sin. It is Christ that removes all the guilt. Now we can be happy and praise Yahweh and Jesus Christ. I want you to see that. If Paul has something buffeting him. A spirit. The devil himself buffeting him constantly over and over again. If he has that, how is that happy? How, how is that not stressful? How is it not stressful to Paul? How is it not aggravating to Paul? Right? You have to understand grace. You have to understand the grace of God that falls upon someone and when they have the grace of God, when you have that, 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 that well of salvation, which is Jesus Christ, and God allows you to constantly dip from it over and over and over again, you're drinking from the well of salvation, which is Christ. Even though Satan's buffeting you, and he's causing you to fall, because he's not, God said, I'm not taking the witness from you. You're going to deal with it, because I need you to do what I need you to do without having the big head. You, you understand what Paul's saying here? You understand what I'm saying to you? Right? Okay. How will you ever enjoy life, the goodness of life, if you lack happiness? You can't enjoy what Yahweh created until you learn to focus on Yahweh and his reasons. And his reasons. He has reasons for everything. Reasons for everything. If I wasn't recording, I would sing the song Reasons, but I am so. <laughs> but I am. Proverbs 16. Two more places after this thing we're done. Proverbs 16. Peter had to deal with that as well. He had to deal with the fact that he denied Christ three times. Three times. He had to deal with that his whole life. That, that shame, that guilt. But Peter did his job and Peter was happy. Proverbs 16, 16. If you have to say glory to God. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold? Way better. You want to keep the gold, right? Right. And to get understanding rather than to be, rather to be chosen than silver. What's your choice? Chosen of God. I, I hope, right? I hope. Wisdom or gold? I hope is wisdom. Amen? I, I pray to God it is wisdom. But you got to understand, these things make 
God's elect happy. Wisdom and being chosen, right? Gold and silver makes other people happy, right? But without wisdom, they won't be happy long. Amen? Listen to wisdom. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. If you stay on the path God set you on, you're going to preserve your soul. And that's the fact. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride will always cause you to fall. If there's someone prideful, they will fall. They will fall soon. It may not be in the time frame that you want it to be. Okay? But they will fall. Amen? So you have to be patient. And don't let them take your happiness from you because they haven't fallen yet. Because now you're just like them. Amen? 19. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with, a, with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Humble is always better because it's pleasing to Yahweh. Always. When you're humble, you're going to be happier. If, if you've stolen something or if you did something wrong with people and you're celebrating what you've done wrong, there's always a sharp feeling in the back of your mind like somebody coming for me. Okay? That's why God said don't, don't be envious of drug dealers. Their life is like this, this short. This short. Don't be envious of people in the world. Their life is like this short. Don't be envious of people who don't have my happiness, who don't have my wisdom. Their life is like this short. You don't have to worry about them. Worry about bringing happiness to you. Amen? He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good. Yep. What happens if you're a, a hothead? He won't find good. Right or wrong? And whoso trusteth in the Lord Yahweh, happy is he or she. What does it mean to trust in the Lord here? If you have a matter in your life, or you're arguing with someone, co-worker or you're just going through life or whatever isn't it better to handle it in a happy way so that the outcome for you will be a happy life right it truly is you have to trust God you have to trust his way you have to trust everything you've learned from the word of God in order to be happy it takes strength to be happy it takes strength to hold back from hurting someone it takes strength to de-escalate a situation. Amen? 21. The wise in heart shall be called prudent. Wise. In the sweetness of the lips, increase of learning, true wisdom from Yahweh always blesses others. Amen? That's just the fact. There's no way around that. Understanding is a wellspring of life. Unto him that hath it. But the instruction of fools is folly. What you need to understand about this chapter is this. It's always better to have Yahweh's pure wisdom. That brings in true happiness. Than to have surface happiness. What's surface happiness? Cars, homes, money, credit. All those things. Do you understand what comes with credit? If you have good credit, everyone's sending you applications for 
whole bunch of stuff, right or wrong. You're getting attacked this way. You're getting attacked that way. You're getting attacked this way. You're getting attacked that way. If you got good credit, everyone's sending you. The people who you're with that gave you a large credit card, they're sending you a larger one. That's just the way it is. But if you could barely afford the one you have, why are you taking a larger one? Now it's usury, right? And now you're in trouble. You won't be happy. Why won't you, I want you to see the trigger now? Why won't you be happy? Because now you have to work overtime to make sure you can pay that back. Now you gotta work overtime to make sure that this works out good for you. And now you're overworking and you should pretty much be relaxing. Right? Well, you should be relaxing. Do you really think I'm overworking? Huh? For a credit card? Do you really think I'm overworking? For anything? No, it ain't happening. I have a shirt that says, don't ask me to do anything. Okay? <laughs> I mean it. <laughs> absolutely mean it. I'm waiting on Daddy's Day. I, I absolutely mean it. Ask me to do nothing. That's not true. <coughs> I pretend. Surface happiness. Shallow happiness. A car, a house, money, shoes, clothes, things people can see and be driven to envy. Hear what I'm saying to you? Okay? Let me say it again. Shallow happiness. Okay? Surface happiness. You know? Things that make you feel good about yourself. You should already feel good about yourself. If it takes a car to make you feel good about yourself, you an idiot. Okay? If it takes a new home to make you feel good about yourself, you a freaking idiot. If it takes new clothes to make you feel beautiful and happy, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You should already feel that way. Amen? You really should. Shouldn't take that to make you feel that way. Things people can see and be driven to envy you, to have jealous towards you, to have hate towards you. If we learn to focus on what's pleasing to Yahweh first and his happiness, and his happiness, did I say yours? I said his happiness. His happiness concerning you. His happiness concerning you. People can't do that. They be like, what? God got everything. What you mean his happiness? His happiness concerning you. It takes strength to do that. And in turn, he will focus on your happiness. It takes sacrifice and commitment to trust and obey. you got to become a different purpose, a different person, okay, in Christ Jesus. you got to become a different person if you want true happiness. And that's just a fact. You have to become a different person. You can't be shalalalo, okay? You can't be surface. And you just can't. And that's the truth. Go to Deuteronomy 28. You know why we coming here. One more place after this and we are done. Deuteronomy 28.9. Blessings and cursings. Raise your hand if you think you deserve to be happy. Raise your hand. You have every right to deserve to be happy. You feel like, yeah, I deserve to be happy. Why can't I have happiness? But what type of happiness do you want? What type of happiness do you deserve? Every Listen. Human beings have shallow modes, okay? They have shallow modes in their life, okay? A lake or a pond, I'll say a lake or a river, sometimes start off 
as the smallest shallow, the smallest amount of water. Okay? Very, very shallow. You can get in, it won't you won't drown, you won't the current won't take you nowhere, you'll be just fine. Okay? But once you mature, once time goes on and it begins to rain, okay? Because everything's connected. And it begins to rain, it's gonna get a little deeper. Okay? So you can't be shallow no more because all your crap gonna be floating. Okay? You have to go. You have to grow. You have to grow. Amen? That's what I'm trying to tell you. You gotta grow. You have to grow. In my spirit, you have to grow. You have to grow. Deuteronomy 28:9. The Lord Yahweh shall establish thee a holy people unto himself. As he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord Yahweh thy God and walk in his ways, what must you do? Keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. Hands down. That's what you must do. That means forgive when you're when you supposed to forgive. That means let things go. If you want to be happy, why would if you want to be happy, why in the world would you not obey God? Why in the world would you just be a shallow individual? Shallow people go to church. Okay? They're in false church, but shallow people go to church. They go to church. Shallow people go to church. And you'd be like, well, there's no place for shallowness. Shallow. Is that a word? Shallowness? There's no place for shallowness in church. There is. Because the pastor is just a shallow. And that's the example that he's kicking out. Watch this. The Lord Yahweh shall establish thee a holy people unto himself. Don't you want to be that? As he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep his commandments, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord Yahweh thy God, and walk in his ways, all his ways. And all people of the earth shall... See that thou art called by the name of the Lord Yahweh. That's Christian. And they shall be afraid of thee. Now, I know this to be true. That when you have the Spirit of God, people run from you. When you have the Spirit of God, people run from you. Satan runs from you. So if Satan's running from you, right? How should your life be? Happy, right? You should have a happy life, right? The Bible states that if you make your wife happy, you can have a happy life. Okay? Pretty much, right? But, it also states that a wife is to make her husband happy as well. Amen? Because they're just not one. I mean, they're just not two. They're one. They are one. Amen? And the Lord Yahweh shall make thee plenteous in goods. You see that? God's making you plenteous in goods. It's God doing that. Not you. Not you at all. Do you hear what he just said? And the Lord Yahweh shall make thee plenteous in goods. That means the shallow things you like. The drizzle. The gravy. Amen? The gravy. Right? All those things you like. The, the cars, the boats, the cycles, the, the homes, the beach home, the vacation home, the penthouse, all the stuff you like. The credit, the, the cash, the bonds, the stocks, all the stuff you like. The clothing, the diamonds, the jewelry, the gold, all the things you love. The exotic animals. All the things you love. Right? The cars. He says, I'll make you plenteous in goods. That means you don't have to focus on that. 
Because if you focused on that, you won't be happy. You will not be happy. Hear what I'm saying to you? If you focus just on goods, you will not be happy. You just won't. And the Lord Yahweh shall make thee plenteous in goods, and the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, and in the land which the Lord Yahweh swear unto thy fathers to give thee. It's going to bless you on top of bless you on top of bless you. The Lord Yahweh shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the works of thine hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Listen now. What comes with borrowing? Usury comes with borrowing, right? You, can't, you really can't avoid it, okay? You can't avoid it. But God just said, this is how you avoid. This is how you avoid that, okay? By only borrowing what you need, okay? Anything above and beyond that is foolishness. Amen? That's the truth. Only borrow what you need. But he's saying to you, that's someone in transition. Borrowing only what you need, you're in transition. It ain't going to hurt you. You won't be in usury. But once you come out of transition, he's telling you, you will not borrow. You will not borrow. Y'all hear what I'm saying, right? You will not borrow. It's going to set you up to the point where you don't have to borrow. Well, Lord, I need, I need a home, Lord. I need a home basically because I want to floss. But I need a home. My credit is good. Well, it's okay. I think I'll borrow it. Okay? You, you, you go ahead and you borrow it with bad credit. A home. Look at your interest rate. Okay? You tell me how it's going to be. You tell me how lovely it's going to feel when you get that, that bill, that mortgage in the mail. Okay? You tell me how that is. You tell me if you borrow to get anything and you don't play the game. You have to play the game. But when you do things God's way, okay, you will lend unto many nations and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord Yahweh shall make thee the head and not the tail. No one wants to be the tail, right? And thou shalt be above only and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord Yahweh thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them, to be a doer. It takes work to have happiness. It takes work to be happy. And that's the truth. It takes strength to be happy. God's setting you up. He wants to set you up. God is a promise keeper, so therefore God can't lie. He cannot lie. He can't lie. 14. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Remember, God's a jealous God. So when he's telling you something and you don't do it, or you start off doing it, but then you go astray from doing it, he gets jealous. There's a problem. 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord Yahweh thy God, to observe to do all his commandments, and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Overtake you. Just like the blessings will overtake you, the curses will overtake you. You will be overtooken by curses. 
Cursed shall thou be in the city and cursed shall thou be in the field. I liken this to you can't go nowhere without the curse of God still being on you. Some people move from the East Coast. They say, it's whack up here. I don't like being up here. It's whack. I'm moving down south. You're moving down south because you couldn't cut it up here. You're cursed. That's why you're going down south. Well, it's whack down here. So I'm coming up East Coast. No, it ain't whack down there. You're cursed. And you're trying to take your, your cursing and bring it up here. You're cursed. Wherever you go, you will be cursed. Because you're not obedient to your father. And the happiness that you seek, you can't have true happiness because you're shallow. Very, very shallow. Shallow people have a problem. They have a serious problem. Think about what I'm saying, right? Here we go. 17. Cursed shall be the basket of thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body. That's your children. Your money. And the fruit of thy land. The increase of thine kind and the flocks of thy sheep. That's your business. Cursed shall be... Cursed shall thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shall thou be when thou goest out. Now, if that ain't a curse, I don't know what is. If you walk in, cursed. If you leave again, cursed. You just curse, you go in, you curse, you come out. That's bad. Who are you? What are you? What are you not doing? Some people don't ever wonder. They don't ever wonder why they're not happy. They just take whatever. And they don't wonder because they're shallow. They're shallow. People are shallow. God don't want us to be shallow, amen? Mm -hmm. 20 to close this chapter out. The Lord Yahweh shall send upon the cursings, vexation, and rebuke in all that thou settest thy hand for unto do, for to do, until thou be destroyed, and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doing, whereby thou hast forsaken me. Not believing in God, not trusting in God, not giving God your all. He's saying, I'm going to put all this vexation and rebuke upon everything you tried to do. So when people say, nothing's working for me. Nothing's working for me. How come this isn't working? How come that's not working? It's not working because you're not working. It's not working because you're not working. You know how hard it is to have happiness and to keep true happiness? It is hard. You have to work at it. So if you're not working at it the right way, but you're only working at it in a shallow way because you're shallow, you have a problem, a serious problem. I want you to see here that the blessing of the Lord Yahweh depends on you. Your mindset, your awareness, your faith, your doing towards Yahweh and Christ, what you do and what you don't do determines your joy, your peace, your favor, your love, your wealth, your health, and your happiness. It's everything. What you don't do and what you do determines everything in your life. And that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the absolute truth. In closing, Ecclesiastes 9. Back to Solomon. We'll close out with him. Now, Solomon was a wise, 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 wise man. He was extremely wise. Okay? And he was the wisest man on earth besides Jesus Christ. There's no wiser than Christ. And what I want you to understand about this is 
Solomon understood everything under the sun. He understood that when you die, you go to heaven. Your soul, it doesn't stay in the ground. Okay, he understood that. But he didn't understand what happened once you got there. Amen? He didn't get that part. God didn't give him that. Okay? He didn't give him that knowledge. So, Ecclesiastes 9, verse 1. We're going to read all the way to 10. 10 long, grueling verses. Hope it brings happiness to you. If you have it, say glory to God. Glory and it reads in closing. For all this I considered in my heart, even to declare all this, that the righteous and the wise and and the wise and their works are in the hand of God. No man knoweth either love or hatred by all that is before them. What what he's saying is this. He's saying no man knows why they feel this way. No man knows what's going on. And no one understands why you got hate, love. They don't understand it. Watch this. Why do I feel this way? This, this goes all the way back to Wednesday's message too. Why do I feel this way? Why do I have this inside of me? It's a good question, right? Why do I have this inside of me? Why am I a jerk? Why am I a good person? Why am I loving? Why am I a hater? Why am I jealous? Why am I envious? Right? Watch this. Two. All things come alike to all. There is one event... To the righteous and to the wicked, to the good and to the clean, and to the unclean, to him that sacrificeth, that makes a sacrifice in life, and to him that sacrificeth not. We just talked about sacrifice, did we not? As is the good, so is the sinner, and he that sweareth, as he that feareth an oath. There's one event. To everyone who walks under the sun here. That one event is death. Or there's two. It's death and birth. Okay? It's death and birth. This is an evil among all things. That are done under the sun. That there is one event unto all. Yea, also the heart of the sons of men is full of evil. Yeah, they are. And madness is in their heart while they live. And after that, they go to the dead. We all die, amen? Mm -hmm. We all die. So because we all die, we're going to get into what he's saying in a second. Because we all die, how should we be living? For to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. What good can a lion do you if it's dead? Or you take the dog, amen? That's alive. For the living... Know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything, neither have they any more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. We know once you die, you go to the Father, and there's a gulf. Okay? You go to the left side, you go to the right side, right? We understand that. Solomon didn't understand that. Okay? Have all this wisdom, have all this knowledge, he did not get that. Six. Their love and their hatred 
and their envy is now perished. The people who lived. It's now perished. Okay? No one's going to... You probably bring them up twice in a year. Okay? You probably remember something they said every five years. Okay? Neither have they any more a portion forever in anything that is done under the sun. They have no more, they have no say so at all what goes on on the earth anymore. When someone dies, amen? No say so at all. This is interesting, okay? Because I'll say this to you. If you have wisdom and you get things right, right? You're blessed, right? And when you die, you left something to your family and to your loved ones, people you care for. And if you're wise, you have a will, okay? And that will can dictate who gets what, where go, where this go, where that go, where this go, where that go. So you still have some type of say-so. Some type of say-so, amen? You can screw people like some people do. You know, you can be a billionaire and give all your money to a cat, right? You can be a billionaire and give all your money to a dog, right? The kids be sitting there like this. Oh, I'm about to get this and that. It goes to Kobe. And when Kobe can't live no more and take care of it, then it's divided amongst the three of you. Kobe like, <laughs> he takes off. He's gone through the doggy door. <laughs> they can't find me. They can't kill me. <laughs> That's funny. There we go. Listen to Solomon. Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with a merry heart, with a happy heart. For God now accepted thy works. What do you mean God accepts your works? God doesn't accept everything we do. He just don't, okay? Because a lot of stuff we do is wrong. It's, it's backwards, right? It's so backwards. We take the long way to do something when, like, as it says, and um, I think it was, I think it was Isaiah. As it says, God's the answer to everything. He's the answer to all happiness, right? Solomon's saying, get thy bread, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with happiness of heart. God only accepts what's pleasing to him. Okay? That's it. I don't want you to see that. He only accepts what's pleasing to him. Anything else he rejects. He rejects. And if you never are pleasing to him, when you do die and you do find your way on the left-hand side because you were never pleasing to him and because you had a happy life here but it wasn't pleasing to God, so therefore it was a shallow happiness. Okay? We talk a lot about your latter life. Do we not? Your latter life. If you're 25 right now, and you're like, I live 25 years, I'm doing great. Okay, what about your, ne your next 25 years? How are you gonna be doing then? What about that? A change must take place, amen? So if you think, now if I, if I was to read this with no wisdom, you would think that drink, get your beer, get your wine, be happy. Get toasted every night. Do what you got to do. You work hard for it. It's acceptable to God. No. Not at all. Try that if you want to. Okay? Watch this. Let thy garments be always white. Be clean. Always be clean. And let thy head like no ointment. Be clean. When you're talking about the oil of God. Live Joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest all the days of thy life, of thy vanity, which he hath given thee under the sun, 
all the days of thy vanity, your youth, even into your older age. For this is the portion in this life and in thy labor which thou takest under the sun. So what are you saying here? If you have a wife, right? I have a wife. I have a beautiful wife. I have a wife who keeps me on the right track. I have a wife who helps me. Okay? And I help her. He's saying enjoy your wife. But with a wife and with and with a husband, it takes so much to grow a family. It takes so much to grow wealth. It takes so much to break curses. It takes so much to do a thing. Amen? It takes a lot to do a thing. It really, really does. He's saying enjoy your wife. Wife, enjoy your husband. Don't allow shallowness, the world, empty words, whatever the case may be. Don't allow it to mess your happiness up. Hear what he's saying. Because I hear what he's saying. I hear exactly what he's saying. Watch this. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. Do it with everything you got. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. There's no device. There's nothing in the grave. He don't understand. Solomon don't get it. He don't get it. He don't get this part. To be wise, he didn't get the fact that when you die, yes, you go to heaven. Yeah, but there's a side. There's two sides. There's two sides. If you live the true, if you live for true happiness in Yahweh, you're on the right-hand side. Period. Hands down. If you live the shallow life, okay, with shallow happiness, you're going to the left. And that's the truth of the matter. It really is. Solomon's saying we all will die. So live your best life. I hear people say that today. Be like, I'm living my best life. You don't know what your best life is. Especially if it's not in Christ. You ain't living nothing. You ain't doing nothing. You're living a shallow life. Your best life is in Christ. Amen. Solomon's saying we all will die. So live your best life while you're here. And there's nothing wrong with striving to be your best while you're here. For after we don't know. And that's not true. We know because God allowed us to know. We do know that when you die, okay, it matters what you do here. It so matters what you do here. It matters how you are here. Your mindset matters. So when you die, right, and you live a shallow life on earth, like most people live a shallow life. They live just for things, most human beings. That's not a good human. Amen? So most people who live a shallow, shallow, shallow life because they're shallow mentally and they never grew up, when that person passes away, if they lived 80 years or 90 years or 100 years, when that person finally passes away because their mindset has never changed. And when you see heaven, it's like, oh my God, this is where I am. This is beautiful. But then you got to be walked to your seat. You have to be walked to your seat. You have to be walked to you where you will be sitting until the millennium begins. That's long. It's the longest walk of your life if you're shallow. Right? 
if you're shallow and don't know what true happiness in Yahweh is. It really is. It really, really is. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's where he wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All glory and praise to the Father and the Son. I take credit for nothing. In Jesus' name, a lot to think about. Amen. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.